Welcome to the Podcastles, New York Minute. Welcome to Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl 50 has happened by the time you listen to this. So we're actually recording into the future. It's Matthew Clark with Michael Biscardi. And you have the Podcastle. Welcome. Hi. John is going to be trying to join it as well. He is... uh, out and about, I guess, today, trying to patch in. So we got a lot of things to talk about today. The first thing I want to bring up, I want to get into, I didn't watch this live, but Mike, you saw the uh, manhandling of Rubio by Chris I Christie? I did. I didn't really have a terribly eventful Friday night, so we stayed in, and uh, I didn't have much of an eventful Thursday night either, so I gave a little bit of time to the Democratic debate. But So I watched the GOP debate last night around... I want to say it was like nine o'clock, maybe. Okay. I don't even remember when the hell it aired. But I went out briefly, and I just let's call it a night. And I gotta give a lot of credit to Chris Christie. I thought it was really yes. funny. Yes. Um, I don't know if we have a clip, but basically he um, he just he grabbed Rubio by the schlets and threw him all <laughs> over the audience. He ate him. Uh, I'm gonna play a clip right now. Uh, I, real quick, before I play the clip, I was listening to somebody on, on a, one of those shows. I think it was – I forget the show, but it was PJ O'Rourke, yeah. I guess, talking it's about Christie. He said Christie should just sit on everybody. And I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> why would you say very that? funny guy. <laughs> here we go. Here's a, here's a clip of uh, Christie and Rubio exchanging blows. someone who has experience at running up and, and destroying the credit rating of a state. But I would add this. Let's dispel with this fiction that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He is trying to change this country. He wants America to become more like the rest of the world. We don't want to be like the rest of the world. We want to be the United States of America. And when I'm elected president, this will become once again the single greatest nation in the history of the world, not the disaster Barack Obama has imposed upon us. Senator Rubio, thank you. I do want to bring in Governor Bush on this because you've made this. Excuse me. If you'd like to respond to economic... He directly mentioned me and my record in there. So I think I get a chance to respond. You see, everybody, I want the people at home to think about this. That's what Washington, D.C. does. The drive-by shot at the beginning with incorrect and incomplete information, (laughs) and then the memorized 25-second speech (laughs) that is exactly what his advisors gave him. I love him. This is the the best part. Marco, the thing is this. When you're president of the United States, when you're a governor of a state, the, the memorized 30-second speech where you talk about how great America is at the end of it doesn't solve one problem for one person. They expect you to plow the snow. They expect you to get the schools open. And when the worst natural disaster in your state's history hits you, they expect you to rebuild their state, which is what I've done. None of that stuff happens on the floor of the United States Senate. It's a fine job. I'm glad you ran for it. But it does not prepare you for president of the United States. Scott Dizzle. Yeah, his whole campaign was discredit him, right? It's my chance to knock out the third place guy. And there's so much more. Did you get the comeback? I'm going to play some more. 25 seconds speech. Yeah. You queued up. And then you stayed there for 36 hours, and then he left and came back to campaign. 
policy. Those are the facts. Here's the bottom line. This notion that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing is just not there true. There it is. He knows exactly what he's doing. There it is. The memorized 25-second speech. Oh, that's the, that's there the it reason is, everybody. why this campaign is so important. Well. Because I think this notion, I think this is an important point. We have to understand what we're going through here. We are not facing a president that doesn't know what he's doing. He knows what he is doing. That's why he's Save done the things me. he's done. You know, That's why we have a president that passed Obamacare and the stimulus. All I mean, this damage he's done to America is deliberate. Everybody's going after. When there's a guy personally and directly going after you, it's like saying, I can't come up with anything. I can't do anything. But he did. He, had him. he, gave, he came up with uh, the thing about the snowstorm. I don't know if you have any more footage. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. But play, maybe it goes into that. Maybe it goes into it. Here's, here's some more from Rubio and Christie exchanging blows. This is a president that's trying to redefine this country. That's why this election is truly a referendum on our identity as a nation, as a people. Our future is at stake. This election is not about the past. It is about what kind of country this is going to be in the 21st century. And if we elect someone like Barack Obama, a Hillary Clinton, a Bernie Sanders, or anyone like that, our children are going to be the first Americans in inherit a diminished country that you know, will not have Governor, Obama. Governor Christie, you know, will, we Chris, won't you, you know what the shame is? Get into this. You know what the shame is? Shame is, Marco. The shame is that you would actually criticize somebody for showing up to work, plowing the streets, getting the trains run back on time when you've never been responsible for Chris, that in your entire life. Okay. And the, he didn't want to go back. And, and the fact is, I went back. It got done. And here's he didn't something. Go back, I went back. Oh, so uh, wait a second. Is that one of the, the skills you get as a United States Senator, ESP, also? Chris, everybody said you weren't going to go back. The fact is, Marco, he told everyone he wasn't going to go back. back to the well. And then when he decided to go back, he criticized the young lady saying, what Marco, am I supposed you know to what? go back with a He just got his ass handed to him with a jersey yeah. platter. And, you know, he could have hit, really hit him below the belt if he had talked about the, the incident on the George Washington Bridge a few years ago. But I guess he just know. didn't know about that. But I remember thinking, you could have hit him. But That's what didn't. I was thinking. Why not pull that out? You got sat on pretty much. That's an ace in the, the hole right there. Yeah, that was his ace in the hole. I mean, he talked about matters... Uh, you know, he can also. You can also cause problems. You you can also use your power to obstruct to justice this. and let these poor old ladies die while you're stalling ambulances right. on the bridge. Why did you anyway, bring that up? Why wouldn't just, you bring that uh, up? That would be my my I thought piece it was of the funny. hole. I like Chris Christie. I hope he gets a lot. He's not going to win, but I, like man, I, I tell you, if Donald Trump gets it, and you know, it looks like his chance is pretty good right now. I really hope he picks. Chris Christie. You'd have the New York, New Jersey alliance. You think he would pick Christie? I don't know. I like Chris Christie. I, I always but have. But they haven't attacked each other. And and I think yeah. maybe subconsciously Chris Christie has already been hinted that uh, he's not going to win, but there's a shot he might have on the on Trump's ticket as the VP candidate. He knows that Marco Rubio is a little bit of a threat, so he took a shot at him to get him out. Now you just knock him out. Yeah. Hey, Christie's Black from New Jersey. Trump's from yeah. New York. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. you know. Rubio seems like uh, exactly the prepared speeches, but rather yeah, than say, so call him out, he's just saying, uh, well, here's what Obama did. You know, he's yeah. kind of trying to, like, dangle a carrot. Go look, look over here. What he's here's doing. the problem. He sounded like Mark Furman, who just could, every question <laughs> kept leading the fifth. Right. <laughs> he just I, said the same I, thing over and over again because he knew he, was, he just had his – Back against the wall. But. Hey, did you see that guy played in the fifth, the Shkreli guy, the pharmaceutical yeah, bro? Yeah. What a piece of shit. <laughs> I was looking at him, and I thought, you know, I grew up, my father My father does, you know, works in pharmaceuticals, and I'm a huge, 
I'm a huge believer in the pharmaceuticals, and I just thought that guy, like, you are such a little, like, shit. Like, you look like a little He didn't even just plead the fifth dick. on it. He said, I'm going to follow my own counsel's advice, not you. Well, right. he's not giving you advice. He's asking you questions. He's asking you questions. He's going to dick yeah. around. I don't know a whole lot about the um, parameters of the case, but. Yeah, I don't either. The uh, the surroundings of, of the story is probably just another investigation in the supposedly corrupt right uh, pharmaceutical and, and I've often myself thought the pharmaceutical companies just want to keep people alive so long until they die until they can move on to the next they just want to squeeze the money but um, the drips yeah the drips but I mean I don't know I, I want to uh, play a clip last night you mentioned. Uh, Bernie Sanders was on Saturday Night Live. Very funny, yeah. This is the one with Larry David, right? Yeah, it it, uh, it started out right with yeah. Well, you'll see. It started out with a great monologue Sorry. where you know Larry David was just playing himself, basically. Yeah. That's Does that the, look like it's uh... that's the one? Yeah. Okay. You want to jump into this thirty second clip? Yeah, play it. getting this preferential treatment. Enough is enough. We need to unite and work together if we're all going to get through this. Sounds like socialism to me. <laughs> Democratic socialism. Uh, what's the difference? Huge difference. <laughs> Didn't all the candidates meet this morning on CNN? Republicans and Democrats for some show. I don't, I don't know. Probably nobody was really watching it because it was Super Bowl Sunday. So and it's was, nine in the morning. So it was game time. Yeah. Who's That's, awake doing that? Yeah. Um. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I thought it was actually very funny. That is funny. Larry David um, was playing Bernie Sanders in a spoof on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and all the SNL cast were playing. <laughs> Uh, oh, was he? Oh, that's good. Yeah, it, it was very funny. Oh, I'd be on board for that. I haven't seen the. Uh, I haven't watched. I didn't watch last night. It was again. I don't have a life anymore. So. Oh, I don't either. I really don't have a life. There's no dinner party friends for me anymore. Um, if I go out, you know, I almost had. I spent more time probably going out as a single guy and still doing nothing, really nothing but sitting at a bar by myself and. Um, talking to bartenders than I do as a married man uh, going out. Yeah. But I think that it's only because that's it's good. time. It's cold here. And that's, what did you give up? So. What did you just hang it up and go, I'm too, I don't, I'm too old for this? Ah, oh, boy, probably as soon as I got home. Yeah, as soon as I was back in the Northeast, I was like, mm, smell that crisp autumn air. And then as soon as Christmas came around, I was like, all right, well, we're married, but we don't have kids. Yeah. I don't really care about this anymore. I just want... To get back to warm weather again, um, you know, I wanted a, a nice winter season for the holidays, but it didn't happen. So as soon as that was over, I was like, all right, now let's get fast forward to spring. And it's a pain in the ass too. People are like you want to go out. I'm like, Ugh, you know, yeah, you know, it's not... where is it? Is it close? It's downtown. Nope, can't do it. I just, <laughs> I don't want. It's just an event. And that's another thing too about that we talked about. As a matter of fact, um, my wife and I, I don't live in Manhattan anymore. So it's not like everything is downstairs. Right. It's just such sure. a hassle for me to have to go into uh, the, get into the car, go to the ferry. Then you got to get on a one train to get up to the west side or an R train to get to the east side. And it's just such a hassle. 
yeah. or I drive in and I got to pay the ridiculous toll coming back. On the flip side of that coin, it's really boring when um, I don't want to say anything bad about Staten Island, but it's not 24-7 city that doesn't sleep. It's the right. forgotten borough, I guess, for that reason. But I, I want I like a quieter life. A quieter life. I just wanted to take it easy a little bit. But I like that. Uh, you know, you have you have the Big Apple. We're part of the Big Apple, but you have the center of the apple, the core of the apple, just a short distance away on a on a boat ride. But it's just such a pain in the ass. I would imagine that's nice though. When you do have the option, you want to go out. It is a stone's throw away. A little bit of pain in the ass to do whatever. But you night, know, the but truth it's is, it's really easier from the Jersey side. I can take yeah. a path in from Hoboken, um, or Jersey City, or even you know, I can get in from Newark. One, two, three on the train. You're in Midtown already. Here I am. I live in New York, but really, Staten Island is not New York. It, it really isn't. Never even mind the city. Staten Island really should not even be a part of the state of New York. Geographically, I'm encompassed by New Jersey. New Jersey is north of me. New Jersey is south of me. It is west of me. And like east of me is. New is it really? You got to dub it down for me. I, I know we're. Generally, well, if you look is, at a map, north of you? if you believe in t- plate tectonics, as I do, that's not climate change. It looks like Staten Island is a separated puzzle piece of New Jersey. Up. You can see that it was once connected to New Jersey, but this little chunk of land split off ever so slightly from the mainland in New Jersey. And it fits right into that little nook in the Raritan Bay. But um, Here it is. Yeah, New Jersey really surrounds Staten Island. You're not really – you don't feel like you're uh, geographically in New York when you look at it. Oh, wow. Here it is. Yeah, I, that's – Do you, you say you don't feel like you're in New York when you're there, actually. You feel no, like as a matter Jersey. of fact, I had to be up in the West Point area upstate you know, a couple of weeks ago. Right. I actually have to drive into New Jersey to go back into New York. I mean, you don't have to, but that's the easier way to go, if that makes sense. So, yeah. There's a big rumor that Staten Island was once part of New Jersey. Not even a rumor, excuse me. It's a myth that Staten Island, it came down to like a, a canoe race. And whoever, like representatives from both states, oh. ran in this canoe race. And whoever made it to whatever point it was, I believe, the Hudson River. I don't, and, you know, my history is a bit hazy. That the winner got to keep the island and New York won it. But that's actually a myth. That didn't really happen. But you'll hear a lot of people, locals. That's interesting. That. Yeah. And the myth it's is not, they lost and it became part of New York. Yeah, it's, it's not true. But anyways, wow. um, what else is happening in New York? We had a big incident this past week. It was a tragedy. I don't want to blow oh, yeah. it up. Like it was a yes. big thing that t- for entertainment purposes. But there was a crane collapse and the, this poor guy was killed and we had one death a couple a few other injuries but this one guy was just wrong place wrong time he was just sitting in his car downtown when this you know 300 ton 600 foot tall crane fell on him but of course there was a video shot by i guess some local amateurs and i have a clip Like Peter Jennings. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Damn, dude. Shit, bro. Shit. 
Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> those are the worst. That's terrible uh, what happened. But those are the yeah, worst. Those amateur shot videos. It's like, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Damn, you got fucked. Damn, you got fucked. Damn. Damn. I'm like, oh, somebody, stop stop hurting the one guy and go after him. That happened that in L.A. Was, that's what happened. Yeah, I was just about to ask what's happening in L.A. These cops were beating the shit out of this homeless guy, I guess, because he tried to grab a gun, which you do. And the mm-hmm. amateur shot, uh, I'm saying you do, you, you beat the shit out of someone that tries mm-hmm. to grab a cop's gun. The uh, the amateur video was like, oh, damn, oh, damn, oh, damn. You couldn't, like, really listen to it. Like, the it was more offensive than, like, seeing a guy get beat. It, you're, you're just listening to these guys screaming. <laughs> and it was nuts. Uh, I'll tell you what's happening in L.A. It is unseasonably warm. It is 81 degrees today. Ooh, my Which, uh... I'm not too happy about it. was nice having some cooler weather to uh, to cool us off. I'm still reeling from, like, I don't like the hot, like, valley days. So Yeah, you don't like to tan much. I, I'm not at all. Tasty as a ghost right now, so I'd love to, I would just Same suck here? that up. Yeah. Oh, you would think I lived in uh, Fargo by my, <laughs> my complexion. It's, uh, but, um, yeah, not much is going on in L.A. It's kind of a quiet week. Um. We just had the uh, 101 freeway shut down for a day, as they called it, the slow jam. Uh, they were knocking down a bridge, so they closed the freeway. So the traffic I, – I didn't even take the freeway for anywhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to. But uh, th- this is what LA does. They do these road projects that cause like a lot more traffic. But they give it a cute name to keep your mind off it. So they, <laughs> they called it the slow jam, uh, which means like you know the traffic is going to be a little bit slower. But they're like, yeah, the slow jam is happening. And they have – I'm not lying. They do these things where they'll they'll close down parts of the freeway in order to keep people like not pissed off and hurting each other. They have uh, bands playing at different uh, <laughs> off ramps. Like that's your tax dollars at work. Let's not yeah. put in like a subway. Let's just put some bands to make you feel better. Are the taxpayers actually sponsor these? So that's what they do. They they actually have hired gigs, and plus they probably make yeah. tips on the side. Oh sure. Who's oh watching a goodness. concert? Yeah, it's the uh, Department of Transportation, so which is you know funded by the taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do these road widening projects, and in order to keep people, because you're just going to be sitting there, in order to keep people yeah. sedated, uh, they have like bands. You want to keep people sedated? Start dishing right. out Xanaxes to drivers. Right, you know, yeah. people who right at all underneath the, that hot California sun, I'll just knock them right out. Yeah. Just knock him out. Here's some beers. We're gonna Sounds like a out. hashtag LA is broke. LA is broke. State actually pays for these guys. Wow. We are the only city to not have uh, public transportation to the airport. Uh, however, the only large city, I should say. However, you can sit in traffic and listen to some indie <laughs> hipster fuck band out of Silver Lake. So we're a little broke right now. LA is broke. You know, it's funny. New York would never sponsor that is as much as we spend a lot of money on a lot of things in this state like infrastructure that never gets developed it's the ongoing road work um for example the subways now ever since i came back i didn't notice this before and honestly since i've come back i i try to avoid the subways at all costs i'm just i'm sick of the bums i don't live in manhattan anymore i don't need the subways but since i've come home i really try to avoid them but sometimes you got to you got to do jump it. On the, you got to strap hang. So I was on a one train a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I noticed the new rules put up. 
uh, rules. The city, the MTA, or uh, Mayor de Blasio, and I'll honestly give him credit for it. I'm a big supporter of the artists. I don't mind uh, musicians just trying to get noticed. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not that they're not bums. But sometimes Close. the street performers and the subway performers, they're a little too much, a little overkill. Right. Not saying they're not talented, but the dancers, like the pole dancers. Oh. Yeah, these guys do get amazing a things. Yeah, they're, they're just like um, baboons. And well, I don't want to say this like uh, I should. No, no, you're that. right. I No, I don't want that to sound like a, a, a slur when I say monkeys. No, no, not at all. Because it's not what I'm getting at. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, they just, they can hang from the, <laughs> they're like orangutans jumping on the. Yeah, what do you do? They're Come doing on. a dance show. And it's really good, but they're really loud. And and I get So, anyway, they put up a big sign on the on, on every single car. There's like a billboard that says, this is here for your safety, not your next routine. So, please hold on to the yeah, pole. Good. Don't dance on them. Don't dance. Good. The pole dance. So they banned that, actually. I, I agree with that. I would ban that. There's nothing annoying, more annoying when you're trying to get somewhere in a hurry or you're going to work well, or whatever. Somebody, you're talking to them, but also, ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention, please? And then the boombox. Yeah. Please, come on. on. The boombox, like it's 1988. I, I play guitar. I'm not, I would never want to go out to a subway and be like, hey, listen to my listen to my shitty song, you know? And sometimes you hear great music. I mean, at, yeah. uh, we're all waiting for the ferry one day, and there's a guy, he's playing his jazz guitar. It was great. Yeah. You know, I like seeing those guys get paid. But, right. Uh, the saxophone player that's it like works strictly on tips. I don't want my taxes going towards that, considering yeah. all the problems that we have here in New York. Right. Yeah, that's good. New York would never do that. You don't want to. Yeah, I wouldn't say never. Not yet, at least. L.A., they're all about it. Here you go. Wait, but this road just fell apart. Are you going to fix it? No. But we do have a uh, jazz flute player doing some Dave Cause for you. I, you can't okay. stop Mother Nature. Didn't you watch the movie San Andreas? The big one is coming anyway. We're not going Why to. Why would we waste money? <laughs> Why would this happen? What else is going on? Uh, 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 what oh, else we I want to talk about this. We mentioned Madoff recently. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, have you? I'm sorry. We talked about the show, but there's something else going on with Madoff. I'm having a severe ADD moment right now. So, so fill okay, me in. So, uh, the second episode was on. I thought it was Here pretty it good. Yes. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, Richard Dreyfus playing Bernie. Uh, they show the scene where he went to jail. So, just a lot of stuff that was put into that film that honestly, I, I mean, I really didn't even know myself. Um, the news just sort of put out there that his kids were dead and and you didn't really know if you were just a a follower of the headlines like me what exactly was their involvement and i watched this movie and huh. it really shed some light on a lot of things i mean i used to live right near the lipstick building on third avenue where all this went down on that um interesting notorious 17th floor you know and this was of course i lived there after the fact but still uh, that building's got a lot of notoriety. It was the b biggest white-collar crime probably in the history of the white collar since people have been wearing white collars. Um, but, you know, Absolutely. nobody really knew unless you were closely following this case or you got burned by this guy. What was the extent of it? How many people were involved? And this movie really put that out there. So um, 
they talk about how like the, the sons, one of them, of course, died of cancer. One guy killed himself, left behind wife and kids. Oh, yeah. And he just couldn't take the way the movie portrays it. He just couldn't take the bad press. And they both turned him in. That's a fact. Both the sons turned him in. And they, I believe that they didn't know anything what was going on. I think the father definitely shielded them both. And then Blythe Danner played Ruth Madoff. And oh. um, and she, the movie plays it out that she didn't know anything either. She was just some naive housewife. Now, is that Hollywood right there? Or is that TV? Or is that, did yeah, she that's really, the thing I the don't dark. know. Yeah, I don't know. Ruth Madoff's involvement, can't say. You what know, was her I, job? The sons. Did she was she a, just a housewife or did she like yeah, that's work? it. She just so ready. maybe she didn't know because how many housewives really would understand like the New York Stock Exchange? Yeah, it's just you, when you when you live with a man that long, do you really not know or do you not ask? Hey, look, where's all this money coming from? I mean, this is a little bit extravagant here. We right. own a dozen homes. The penthouse on the Upper East Side, house in the Hamptons, house in Florida. Yeah, you got to um, ask. I mean, the guy could have bought a country. He could have bought a third world country and put it at least into the second world. That's how much money this guy took from people. And, oh, yeah. Um, how much did he take altogether? What was the – About 50? 50 billion. It was 50 billion. 50 billion wow. rough. And, of course, after the 2008 crash, people started – redeeming them their money and he can only pay back so much that's how the ponzi scheme works you, you pay off the last payer right from the next payers and so on and eventually he just ran out people say i want to cash out boom here's two billion yeah. done. you know but then when they all cash out at once it's shit hits the fan so um the movie doesn't get into any interviews with the celebrities who lost their money like Spielberg, I think uh, Kevin Bacon and and Kara Sedgwick lost a big chunk from him. Yeah, and uh, they allude to that, but they never interviewed. They interviewed actually quite a few victims of the Madoff scam, but they never got. I would really like to hear what um, the actors and directors and producers he stole from in Hollywood. I would really like to hear that. Maybe they don't. I'd care. be curious about that because he only stole from the exclusively rich, right? Oh yeah, if you were uh, just in the seven figures with like a million dollars, you were a pauper to him. See, that's what, that's kind of what I like him. about him. I'm yeah. not condoning it, but he didn't rip well, off like families. He's, he's there in, in Buntner, North Carolina, in a federal prison, and the guy's really not doing time because he got a lot of respect from the other prisoners. They want to know how they can steal that much from people. Oh, um, he's not doing hard time. Yeah, he's in like a a, a federal getaway for. Uh... Club yeah. fed, and he uh, he only took from the people that were really loaded. I mean, he 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 only stole from the the upper, the elite rich. It wasn't like or he's not, ripping off families' four hundred one k's. Elite rich are now broke as a joke because I mean he stole almost everything that they had. So it's not like they cut him a check for a couple of million and yeah, that was well, it. Be with right. me. Right, that would be more than a life savings. I I couldn't even save that much if I started my life over again. But um, most of these people, they put everything they had into his bogus hedge fund. So yes. I thought it was pretty well done. It was a good script. And you know what? I was – I want to watch it. I believe I was I was watching it and after the ratings came out, I think it scored higher than Idol. So it goes to show you where American wow. Idol uh, tanked. 
Because I was I watching after, the wrong right movie. Right after that, the Democratic national debate was on. I don't think anybody was really watching that either. <laughs> I haven't watched any of that. Yeah. I, I was. I, I wanted to watch Madoff. I was watching the wrong one. It was about a guy that stole people's investments in a sperm bank. It was called Jack Off. How we doing it here, Philly? <laughs> uh, so it's good though. So you want to watch it? Because I know you were kind of on the fence the last show. Yeah, it didn't really. The first one I was watching it, but I wasn't closely and intimately involved in it. But the, I wanted to see what happened when he went to jail and what happened when Bernie um, was getting arrested. I had never actually heard the real Bernie Madoff speak. Until afterwards, there was, um, there was like archive footage of him being interviewed, but I don't I know either. how he gave himself up or, or what he said to the feds, and uh, I, I really wanted to know what happened on that day on, on December 11, two thousand eight. So the, I thought the program did a pretty good job of, yeah. of putting it together as accurately as they could. Where was he arrested at? His home or office, or did he turn yeah. himself in? Yeah, he was. I guess his kids turned him in. His son, the the one who killed himself, as I understand it, his wife's stepfather was an attorney. Okay. As soon as he comes home and he says, "Here's how it's going to happen. I need about ten days. This is what I've been doing for as long as you both been born. This is what's been happening on the floor above you." Because the guys worked on, I think, a floor below. Okay, seventeen. The sons, yeah, the sons worked like in a regular, um, well, I was going to say a boiler room, but a boiler room typically refers to uh, a bogus like Wolf of Wall Street um, brokerage. Oh, right. Firm. But they worked for a brokerage firm. They they okay. made legitimate funds. They did legitimate deals. And the father was up on the seventeenth floor, and he was doing. Um, all of the fabrication of the documents, shredding documents and making bogus trades. Um, yeah. Disingenuously valuating um, these companies saying that they had uh, more money. They were worth more than they actually were anyway. So the, interesting. Uh, I'd be curious what he said to the, the feds that day. Yeah. So that's what the movie portrayed as accurately as it could. And they, they brought in people who were um, kind of consultants in the film, people who had worked for him, his ex-secretary. And uh, so anyway, as it, it played out, the son went to the stepfather-in-law and said, hey, our dad just told us that this has happened. He stole $50, million, $50 billion from a hedge fund. We didn't know anything. What do we do? He wants to give it back as much as he can. He wants seven to ten days. And then, uh, of course, the lawyer says, "Look, here's what happens in the next seven to ten days. If he does this, you're, they're gonna they find out about it. Now you're implicated." So they said, "Okay, so we're definitely looking at jail if we give him his seven to ten days." Yeah. And so they turned them themselves in to turn the father in. They came and arrested him. Now the sons didn't uh, get the book thrown at them. They cut a deal, but you know it was they didn't just, get any time. But at the same time, they couldn't go anywhere. I mean, they were getting lawsuits left and right from even their kids yeah. who, were, who were between three and ten years old were getting sued because they were getting savings bonds, I guess, oh. or whatever. Yeah, they just went after everybody. Victims of Madoff. Yeah, they were given money. I mean, everything this guy was Turned doing with shit. his life was on other people's money. Right. They're everybody wants to get their shit back. Yeah. Right. So they wanted their shit back. So. So this is a four-episode miniseries. It looks like two. 
Four hour, two episodes, yeah. Four hour, two episodes. Okay. So it's concluded now. Yes, it is. I missed the whole boat on that. I'm sure, you know, everything is on Netflix nowadays. Right. But, yeah. We gotta watch OJ first. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm really at the edge of my seat. I cannot wait for that. Is it Monday or Tuesday? I can't remember. Tuesdays. Tuesdays, okay. I believe it's Tuesday. I'm looking forward to it. I, uh... Even Nicole Brown is back on the cover of People. They did a bit on that also last night on Saturday Night Live. They had um, Ben Stiller. Did they really? Yeah, they had Ben Stiller and and Owen Wilson talking about the 90s again. OJ killed again. (laughs) The 90s are coming back. (laughs) Anyway, they really are. I missed a good episode last night. I'm going to check it out. Mm. I'm trying trying to find what this is. That first episode was phenomenal, though. That was great. Yeah, it was. So, I think the next one is uh, you finally see him in jail now. His first few weeks in jail. Juice isn't loose. FX is a good station, man. They got some good shows. I don't watch a lot of television anymore, but that's... No, neither right. but they're the guys who can curse, just like AMC. If yeah, They, they yes. play these episodes kind of late so that they can say shit. Yeah, they can say shit and ass. Yeah, and they could show a little, little nu- light nudity. Light you know. nudity, yeah. And they can get away with that. Madoff was uh, just a wrap up from Madoff. The uh, Dreyfus, though, great job. Richard Dreyfus did it did a very good job. Yeah, script was good. Script was probably as accurate as they were going to get it. Yeah. Okay. It was I saw probably the trailer. better off as a TV movie than it would have been. Uh, a big blockbuster movie because that, I don't think, you know, if like yeah. Harvey Weinstein or somebody got their hands on this and produced it, um, it or Spielberg had directed it, you know, Spielberg was a victim. He would have put a spin on it through because he was obviously um, a victim and he might have portrayed it in a different light. The, this TV series, <laughs> not this, it didn't really sympathize with the guy. Yeah. But you sort of sympathized a little bit with his family. Okay, because, I like you that. know, like I said, his sons claim that they didn't know anything. I believe it. Yeah, it humanizes the story a little bit with the family. Yeah. They're not yeah. all Satan's. And... Oh, right. you know what I watched the other night? I want to get your opinion on this? Did you see Entourage the movie? No, I'm still haven't seen it. I, I, it's been driving me nuts. I've been trying to see it since last June. Um, I know they've been doing it on HBO. I think it was last weekend they did a whole. Saga. They they played all the episodes. Yes. On a marathon. I I don't have HBO. Unfortunately, I only have Showtime. Showtime sucks. Showtime. Oh, Showtime really sucks. But no, I have Showtime. not seen the movie. So so what happened? I won't give any any spoilers on it. But I I saw yeah the HBO did the marathon. I started watching. I was a fan back in the day. I said oh, I'll watch it. HBO, I've seen and it you know the movie. All I'll say is this: if you're an Entourage fan, you like the show. You'll like the movie. But it feels like it's just. An episode of the show. It's just like. Uh, oh, I could have guessed that. Yeah. Yeah, they just they I just mean, I filmed saw another Sex episode. The City one and two, and I've seen every episode. It was the same thing. Right. Well, you're it's just a continuation of that. Right. Uh, I don't see anybody who hasn't seen the show watching the movie to think it's a good movie. I think you'd have to watch the show and enjoy the show, and then when you watch this, you go, okay, "Oh, yeah, it's yeah. entertaining." That's what it's entertaining as a fan, but mm-hmm. it's just it felt like another episode. But yeah. it, but if you like the show, it's fun. People just didn't want the show to disappear. 
Right. These HBO series, they don't last that long. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, 2007, devastating year for all of us Sopranos fans. Yes. You couldn't make a movie with that because they killed everybody off. Now you could make a movie because in real life. Of course. James Gandolfini. That's the but, soul. Um, and they, I know they were toying with the idea of a movie, but it never would have worked. No. But I don't HBO think series, they only last so long. For right. whatever reason, maybe it's because of the lack of advertising. I don't know, but probably um, Sopranos went from '99 to 2007. Entourage went from '04 to '13 or '12. I think yeah, definitely '12 or '13. Yeah, which was pretty long. It was. Um, it's a good run. The um, thing with Entourage is those guys. They get old, so you can only see, like, right. well, hey, we just moved like from New York. And we're... Yeah. Right. Like, you don't want to see, like, a 42-year-old guy that's like, yeah, I'm going to go lay with the boys tonight. You know? Like, they, they tried to make it more so in later the years. The worst like... thing, the absolute worst thing about the show, and I don't know if it's it's um, continued in the movie. What's that? But Jerry Ferreira's shred, uh, shedding of his accent was really disappointing. And they actually did a bit on the show about that, how he do- he lost his New York accent. You know what? I never. His- yeah. Sorry. I've never picked up on that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it went away. Yeah. Where did he it go? He changes his style. Instead of wearing like the jersey, he wears the Argyle vest sweaters, you know, and yeah. um, stopped wearing a hat so much. He was trying uh, to be like a. A leading yeah. man, kind and of he actor. he lost the accent probably because he had a speech coach and he wanted to get better roles as um, a real actor. I guess he wanted to be taken seriously as an actor and not turtle. But they did a bit on that. I remember on one of the episodes. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. On one of the episodes, there was a character who says, "Your accent is a little bit." He goes, oh, "Bullshit! I'm still Queens as ever." This is not. Oh not. yeah. No, you're not. No, you're not. They, he lost it. Yeah, I never liked the uh, E. Uh, who was it? Was hot chick's girl? Was the girlfriend's name the wife? Oh, Sloan. Manuel Shrieky. Smoking. I never liked the whole like angle of that where he's like, "Oh, I gotta get Sloan back." I'm like, "Yeah." You know? I mean, she's she's hot. And it was she, she's a great character, but I just felt like in some of the later seasons they focused more on Eric, and you're like, "Ah, I, I want to yeah, see." Yeah. Yeah. Like Vince doing yeah. drugs and getting punched by M&M's. Right. Let's do this. We want to learn about Hollywood. We don't care about your love life. Right. That was You're it. a short little Irish guy. Right. Pizza delivery. Right. One thing about Entourage the movie, it was – they did it for that, that reason alone was it was uh, it was star-studded. They got everybody they could to mm-hmm. just do a cameo, even if it was Played like themselves. a smile or a yeah. stock footage of like the Oscars. They put everybody in that movie. Yeah. And Haley Joel Osment is in there. Which you haven't seen that? Remember the Six Sense Kid? It is so fat. He it got so. so fat. He got fat. He got fat. Yeah. So, it's good though. Um, good show. Yeah, actually, uh, I've. I mean, I've personally seen. I've seen Adrian Grande a couple times in New York. Um, in fact, I'll never forget the time that uh, Adrian Grande was walking up. We crossed paths somewhere in Midtown, and um, behind him was Kevin. Uh, Conley for E. Yes, yeah, Kevin Conley. Behind him, but they weren't walking together. Huh. So I only assumed they came from a – it was probably a season premiere promo in New York. And um, – Good looking I, dude. Now, I don't think I've ever 
seen uh, good old Kevin Dillon. I don't think I've ever met. No. Hmm. Never have. Other than that, I've seen just about everybody on that show. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I had a moment with uh, Jerry Ferrara, one of the shows oh, yeah, out here. Sense. He was we're talking uh, just for a second. He was waiting for, uh, I guess it was the chick from Sopranos in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, Jamie Lynn. Was just, he just talked really briefly. And I don't I want to say, like, hey, I'm a big fan of the show. So I was just like, so what's the deal with the Yankees? Are they going to do good? <laughs> and he's like, well, here's what they got to do. And I'm like, I, I really don't, I don't yeah. understand. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to not make this awkward. Uh, yeah, but he was, he I'd nice seen guy. it before. I was. This was years ago, and the show had just come out. And um, I yeah. was doing a small job on a on a on a particular film. We'll just say, and he was walking by with his girlfriend at the time. This is back when he was still turtle. had an accent. Yeah, exactly. He had the um, Yankee. I think he was wearing like a John B. jersey or something with the backwards hat. Uh, <laughs> I said I'm a big fan because I really was. It was a new show back then, and he said thank you. And I didn't mean to say anything further than that. Just a big fan of the show. Love yeah, it. yeah, of course. Politely. But yeah, I'm the same way. I don't like to say hey, big fan, big fan. Right. Because first of all, it's like I don't, I don't particularly care. Like it's nice to see you. It's interesting, but it's not like how many times do they get like hey, big fan? You're like okay, yeah. thanks. Yeah. It's like whatever. I think it'd be funny if you insulted him. Hey, your accent sucks. Your what? Accent sucks. Why did you lose your accent? Why did you lose your accent? Nobody wants to watch you anymore. We don't want to do this. Yeah. Crazy. So yeah, it's a good flick overall. So what do you got? We have kickoff soon. What the hell time is it now? Yeah, we'll probably wrap this up in a few minutes. Yeah, we got kickoff. Like about to kick off. So, uh, where is your money going? If you were to put money on this one, I say Panthers. It's pretty obvious. Panthers. Yeah. 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 I think everybody wants to see. Uh, Manning do it for his last ring, hoorah. Yeah. But no. Cam dude's a, a horse. This guy's an animal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have about three grand on the game of money I don't have, so it's oh. gonna need to borrow some money. A little broken. Even if you put like three grand on the Panthers, I don't think you would get You wouldn't get money. anything back. No. <laughs> this was a good show. Tweet us at the podcastle at the underscore podcastle. We'll be back in a couple days. And uh enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Autumn in New York Why does it seem so inviting 